0: Hello, my fellow school believers. I don't know if you noticed or not, but you probably did. I don't know, but um, the there's no intro. There's no commercials in this one. I'm deleting all the commercials in this episode. And the reason being is this episode's being dedicated to the guest that I have on this episode. Um, this is a little hard to talk about, but um, the guest that we have on our program today is Dennis Mallon. And Dennis Mallon is... Um, As of about two weeks of me doing this intro, passed away in a tragic car accident. So, um, this episode I'm dedicating to Dennis Mallon and his family and friends. And, uh, I recorded this in March. And so we obviously didn't know what was going to be happening at that particular time. And, uh... He was a great interview, and I really wanted to make sure you all had a chance to see Dennis and who he really is, and how much he loves his family, uh, which you will see in this episode. So I didn't want to like turn this into a big hoopla, or you know, like I normally do, and make a big deal and and that kind of thing, because to me, this is kind of a this is kind of a time to just celebrate who Dennis really is as a person. So we're going to go ahead and get into it and uh, see Dennis, and I hope you enjoy this. Uh, there's not going to be any kind of, um, I'll say it uh, in the interview, but there's not going to be any wrap up. I'm leaving all that stuff out just to sit and celebrate with Dennis. So thank you, everybody. Let's listen to Dennis. Salutations, school believers. And we are here again with another amazing entrepreneur. And today we're actually interviewing an experienced entrepreneur. See, we're talking to Dennis. Hi, Dennis. Hey, how are you, Jesse? What's going on, man?
1: Thanks for having me
0: today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being an undiscovered entrepreneur. Now I have a kind of a semi-serious question to ask you, okay? Yes, sir. All right. Are you
1: a school believer? I am. I am a true school believer. I've been a believer way before there were believers. I am
0: (laughs) the believer. All right. It doesn't get get more serious than that, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much. for being a, a school believer. Dennis, I appreciate you. Now uh, we've talked a little bit, but I want to get kind of my audience an idea of who you are and what you do and how long you've actually sure. been doing that for. So can you do that for me, please?
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm, a, I'm an actor. I'm an actor. I've been acting now for 25 plus years. And if you look at my journey, I'm 53 years old. My acting range is 35 to 55. If you look at my journey, Jesse, I've gone from a culinary school graduate, uh, business school to um, uh, working as a CEO of a technology company, employee number three, to being a financial professional, to being where we are today. And I look at it and that why, you know, I want to talk to you and why I think we're on today. I'm truly an entrepreneur. Being an actor, you're an entrepreneur. You know, you're not a W-2. I, I, I'm speaking for myself, not the rest of the industry. You're not a W-2 employee. What I hunt, I kill, I dress, I eat. And I, I, and I say that with with all the respect in the world, because when I when I was uh, in technology, I was employee number three of a technology company, right? and I was VP of BizDev. What does that mean? I was a sales guy. I was employee number three. So I had to go out, and I had to make a sale to pay for my desk. And the next sale, I had to pay for my chair. You see where I'm going. And I mean, I had great people around me. We had a great support system. But I think it comes down to habits and routines, habits and disciplines that really serve you. You know, it's how do you how do you do and have multiple jobs and multiple streams of income? Well, you need to be relatively disciplined, not relatively. You truly need to be disciplined and you need to be laser being focused on what you want. And I don't know about you. These things, they really don't teach in school. now. To give you to give you and, and, and your uh, and your followers the true scope of who I am I'm a straight C student and I have no bones about it straight Cs from birth and uh, I I got through because I I work hard I think I'm a pretty decent guy I think I'm, I know I'm a nice guy and people like me so did I get pushed through it once I'm sure but I worked hard for my degrees I did what I had to do and here we are so you know, it's the old adage, right? You don't care what what people know. You care about how they feel. You know, give me someone with heart. Give me someone with tenacity. Give me someone with hustle and I can teach them anything. Well, there you go. That pretty much defines
0: it all right there. You know, when I was first talking to you and thinking about, you know, how is an actor an entrepreneur? And that's something kind of went through my mind a couple of times on how that actually works. But you define it very well. It's somebody that has a Thank lot you. of hustle that gets out there and just does me that. It. And it's not like you're working for somebody else. Ultimately, you're working for yourself and exactly. to get those acting
1: jobs and get paid that way, too. And hey, yeah, you know, I, I told you earlier, I was down in Miami this morning to do uh to do a commercial to do a national commercial. You know, I've built such a network of people, you know, a sphere of influence where people know my work. They know my work ethic. And I think I'm pretty decent at what I do. I say that because I'm a professional actor. What does that mean? I'm auditioning all the time, okay, or I'm on set all the time and getting paid. So uh, that's pretty important stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm with you on the C student.
0: I'm a a C student, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> just so you know, too. Uh, I, I gotta be honest with you. I I know there's a lot of parts of school that's very important, but it's really personally, it's not as prevalent as it used to be when we were younger, when we were actually going to school. I mean, I a lot of, a lot of these people now, they could just go at YouTube university and learn just to pretty much anything they want to learn. It's just so mm-hmm. much easier now. That's the only reason I was able to start a podcast. I didn't go to school to learn to podcast. I learned it from YouTube or sure. a couple of people that I talked to. So Hey, get the, I mean, be happy with actually getting through school and graduating school. Straight A's is great. If you, if you think you could accomplish straight A's, awesome. But uh, you know uh, what? C's are
1: okay. That's what so. I, he, here's, here's the thing. My sister, Kellyanne, I love her dearly. She's two, two years, four days younger than me. We're both Scorpios. Okay. She's straight A's from birth. Straight A's from birth. I'm straight C's. So our personalities are that much different. And look, it's like anything else. If you look at the majority of Fortune X CEOs, okay, their undergrad degrees are either in communication or in English literature. Think about that. You get to be a Fortune X chief chief executive. You get to get to the C-suite and you need to know how to communicate. Outside of that, their graduate degree is in specific disciplines. And, And that's really what it comes down to. You know, get the undergrad, mature, learn how to communicate because, again, I didn't learn how to do that in high school, never mind grammar school, mm-hmm. and then get your discipline in whatever you want to do, engineering, your doctorate, what your lawyer, whatever you want to do. So,
0: Yeah, everything we do in our life is an experience for a reason. Yes. So, I mean, schooling or anything else for that matter, going to college, even the current job that you're working right now, it's all experience to push you towards a specific experience Towards a specific direction that you're actually going to go. So mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Thank you very much, Dennis. My pleasure. So what I'd like to know, and this is something I ask all my guests, is in your first year of business, when you first got started in your, let's say, your acting career. Let's start there. Uh-huh. In your in your first year, was there any problems, pitfalls? I mean, what was your deepest pitfall you think you encountered in your first year of, of acting? Oh, no.
1: No man, everything was smooth from birth. I came oh, yeah, out right time. <laughs> I you know I I pooped perfectly. Everything. <laughs> I lie. Um, so my first gig, my first 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 ever acting gig, was a rendition of Of Mice and Men. Oh, I cool. played Lenny. Okay. Yeah. Now, if you know anything about Lenny and Of Mice and Men, Lenny has it. Lenny has some issues. <laughs> Lenny has some issues. John Malkovich, John Malkovich's Lenny, is amazing, by the way. And, you know, word of advice to actors, if you're reprising someone's role, do not watch their work, (laughs) especially if you're a plebe and you're just starting out. So here I am trying to replay the great Malkovich. Horrible. My second show, I'm driving back to New Jersey, where I lived at the time, and I'm in the car and I'm crying. And I'm stuttering and I'm stammering and I'm so depressed. I'm so, so out of it, not understanding. I've never had these emotions in my entire life. You know, I don't know what's going on. I call my mentor and I'm like, look, I don't know what the hell, you know, what the heck's going on here. He goes, Well, obviously you're a method actor. I go, Jim, I don't care. I don't know what that is. I don't care what that means. I'm out. I can't do this. I, I got to go to work in the morning. I got to be up at six to be in Manhattan. I can't do this. I finished my contract and then I quit the business altogether, mm-hmm. not knowing I tapped into what I tapped into a gift that I was given that I can, I can, emph- I, I can be emphatic to that role. I can embody and really in- inhale that type of role. I'm a method actor. So it took me a while to get, uh, get control over that. Because if you think of method actors, who comes to mind? Heath Ledger, rest in peace. Robin Williams, rest in peace. Philip Seymour Hoffman. uh, uh, Joaquin Phoenix. I mean, I can keep going on. And you you see the commonality, right? So how do I get control over that? Now, I've taken all of two courses back in the day, very basic courses. And I believe you learn by doing. I'm very hands-on in everything that I do. So that was a major pitfall, not understanding and not knowing what's going on. Now I'm blessed because my, my only real bad habit is going to the gym. I'm a gym rat. (laughs) I'm a gym rat. I'm not a drinker. I'm a cheap date, two beers, maximum two glasses of red maximum 2 scotch all at the same time, by the way, you know, I'm Irish, (laughs) but I'm a, I'm a lightweight. Hmm. So I'm not into any substances, and I just, I hit the gym. So I've learned over the years, and I, I do like roles that are broken. I do like roles that have range. And if you look at my work on YouTube and whatnot, I, I like going there. I like emoting. I like, I like really hitting it. You know, you've got to learn to take your ego and put it aside. I had a um, an audition for a Geico commercial, okay? And uh, the way the audition sheet came out, you're going to show up, you're going you're to be a geek, you're going to sing the Macarena, and you're going to hit a car. The casting director is going to go bang. So I came in, I had a bow tie on, I had a pair of glasses with tape in the middle, totally looked the role. So they play the Macarena. and oh, hey, hey, Macarena. And the director goes, when he goes, when I say bang, you got into a car accident. Now, my eyes are closed. I'm going Macarena. And he goes, bang. I flip the chair back. My feet are swinging up in the air. (laughs) Everybody's laughing. The client's laughing. The cat, everybody's laughing. Okay. I get the call back. The next day, I did not come back as the same character. I came back as cool, slick me, not even thinking they want to see what I showed them. Okay. So again, ego got in the way and I lost five grand. Mm. pretty expensive lesson. Okay. And, you know, I, I just, I've learned to be a very effective communicator. Let the people that you consider in your inner circle, where you're going, what your goals are, what you're all about. And either you're going to jump on the train and be on this journey with me or not. You know, I I'm pretty big on social media. I run my own social media. I've got a lot going on and I'm not looking for fans. I'm looking for friends to join me in this journey. I, I go to the gym and people are like, Hey, we saw your Super Bowl commercial. I'm like, Oh, thank you so much. Oh, I'm going to need an autograph. I go, well, are you a friend of mine? Oh yeah. You're a good friend. Friends don't, friends don't get autographs. Mm-hmm. You're no a either. friend of mine. You got my cell phone. Really? Yeah. It's kind of, it, it creeps me out in a good way. You, you know what I mean? It's the, the person doesn't creep me out, but I feel kind of, I feel kind of awkward. I was in the gym as I am daily usually in the morning and I was out there um, uh, early evening. So I had a shoot that day. And this older gentleman that I truly respect came up to me and said, Hey, I saw your Western. I go, Oh, I go, thank you so much. He goes, I I had long hair and a big beard going on at the time. He goes, I really enjoyed it. He goes, and then I saw that uh, hearing aid commercial with all those wires around you. I go, well, thank you so much. And then other guys at the gym overheard him and they jumped on the bandwagon. I felt you know, I, I'm at a point where I can accept compliments and I appreciate it, but it's still kind of a little like, oh, geeky, geeky, gee. you know, I kind of felt a little, a little awkward because that's my J-O-B. That's my job. But if I can come across and people can appreciate it, even, even better, even better.
0: Right. Right. That's a great story. Thank you so much, Dennis. That's that's pleasure. pretty awesome. Hey, I I just want to mention that it really takes uh, a lot of discipline to be able to go to the gym, you know, and set yourself up that way to where you have a constant thing where you're going on a daily basis. And, and if anybody could pick up on having that particular type of habit, not, it doesn't have to be necessarily for the gym, but, you know, to do your the one thing, to be in your zone of genius on a daily basis – that's something you really need to pick up on. So thank you for using that. That's good. Can you just real quick? And I, you gave me a good idea about it, but can you explain exactly what a method actor is?
1: So, you know, it's it's that's an interesting question. So define it. I'll, I'll define it how I define it because I I never studied the uh, Michael Douglas method. What's that show on HBO? I so I never really studied a method per se but I'll give you an example the great al Pacino now I've been blessed I've worked with Mr Pacino 3 times he is a method actor he embodies the character for the entire time he's on set when he played don quixote on on stage if he was if he was if he had a 90 day run he was don quixote every day for 90 days it's a matter of truly doing your work and truly understanding the subtle nuances and the true feelings of that character. And I do the work. You know, I said earlier, I like characters that have range. I like characters that are broken. Because, you know, and again, I'm I'm not casting aspersions in all due respect. The Lily White Sheriff, it's a lot easier to play that character. I'd rather play the villain because the villain is like an onion. There's layers to it. Okay. And it allows me to dig deep into my own psyche. And to really bring things out, a movie I did a short, I guess about a year ago now called Chances. It's by Joshua Wright, young guy, very talented director, very talented writer. It's a pretty dark film. It's pretty dark. I think it's still on YouTube. I think he just remastered it or something. I I had to get dark. So we had Zoom calls. We had our, our uh, rehearsals on Zoom because it was uh, kind of towards the end of COVID, and. I cry, I emote big time, big time. And you go up and down, there's the arcs, there's the peaks, and you really want I really want the director really wants the people watching it to feel for you. You want to draw them in. I I played a man with dementia I guess about 4 or 5 years ago now, ish. Yeah, about 4 or 5 years ago. And we were rehearsing, we were blocking the scene, setting up the scene. And during rehearsal, I went there. I went there. Okay? The makeup person comes in afterwards. She's crying. I go, what's the matter? She goes, oh my god, you're, you're so amazing. I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> the director comes in. He's crying. The DP, director of photography. So, you know when you strike a chord. You know when you pull the heartstrings. And it's at, at that moment, I know I gave them what they wanted. Now, You know, unfortunately, fortunately, I have experience in my family with dementia. So I was able to go there, you know, kind of, you know, have an out-of-body experience, if you would, be able to cry, stutter, stammer, whatever I was able to do, I was able to try to to figure out the right word, embody, embody always comes to mind, be emphatic, to the script be emphatic to the character when i do my character breakdown i always try to huddle with the writer and with the director and i'll say look this is how i see the character playing 50 years old army veteran divorced twice alcoholic loner dot 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 and i i paint such a picture where when i read it and when i start memorizing the script i inhale that and I embody all that. If that, it, I know I'm not explaining it correctly, but I hope that's a good way. No, it Does makes perfect make sense. Yeah. It makes
0: perfect sense. To, you know, embodying what the character is actually feeling at that particular time, exploring that emotion in yourself. That, I mean, that pretty much sums it up right there as method act and everything that you just said, you know, that's now, Jesse. Think about it. If my first,
1: everything was Lenny. Right, <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> And we know Lenny's a mess, right? Lenny's all over the place. That's my first everything. And that's where I went because I've got that natural talent to go there. And it's taken me a long time to understand and comprehend it's a natural talent. I was able to plug into that. So it's like getting behind the wheel of a car, a stick shift, and not not, not driving, not knowing how to handle a stick shift. And you're just bucking. You're just going all over the place. Same thing. That's a great analogy. I should write that down. Yeah, that is <laughs> that's a good, a good idea. analogy.
0: Yeah, good. Write that down, ladies and gentlemen. It's recorded. It. I'll send this to you later. Okay, so <laughs> but, but that's it. You know, yeah. that's
1: that's interesting.
0: There you go. I'm glad I got to bring that out in you. <laughs>
1: Thank you. No, that's great. Man.
0: And another thing you mentioned is ego. Ego can be a good thing, but it can be a bad thing too. Yeah, you got to keep yeah. control of that ego, especially when you're coming across new experiences, and you know you don't want to have a big head about things, but you you still want to be able to take in you know knowledge and experiences from other people, exactly, uh, and to ter- you know bring it into your entrepreneur venture and be able to take a compliment. Gosh darn it. When somebody likes what you're doing, don't deflect it. Say, oh, well, you know, whatever. No, take it in as a positive thing. Thank you yes. so much. I really appreciate that. Deflection for a while there was one of my biggest downfalls too. I'd be like, oh, I'm doing my best, you know, and that kind of thing. Yeah. Thank yeah, you very yeah. much. Thanks, thanks. Yeah, but I mean, being able to take in that positive energy for yourself to make it a part of yourself and say genuinely say, thank you very much. I really appreciate yes. that that really shows a lot of
1: a lot of gumption being able to bring that into yourself so i appreciate it and it takes that. a while it does it takes a while to be able to truly to really accept it i mean i when my super bowl commercial ran uh two days later i went to a, a local wine bar that i that i frequent i walked in and my good friends started clapping for me and i was really really moved i was really touched but that's you know y- you need to you need to be able to accept it you're right you're 100% right
0: all right. That's
1: great. So I'm going to move on to a
0: next question here real quick. You mentioned a gentleman a little bit earlier as a mentor, Jim. So one yes. of the questions is usually as uh, who is a mentor that really helped you uh, along your entrepreneur or your acting career, as it were. And you mentioned Jim. Can you tell me a little bit about Jim and how he
1: helped you? I'd be more than happy to. Jim Demonic. Demonic is his last name. and And he loves it. Now, Jim he used to teach at the American Academy of Dramatic Arts and Sciences in Manhattan. He used to teach voice, and he was a dean before he retired. Jim looked like Robert Baratheon on Game of Thrones. Okay. Now, now we're both Freemasons. I happen to be a oh, little cool. senior to him. Yeah. And when he came to the lodge, I was mentoring him. So here I am, mentoring this Shakespearean actor. And we would get together every Friday in Manhattan for a scotch and a cigar. And I come from work, I'm wearing my three-piece suit. Sorry, mama's home, you hear the dog. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I would come, I would meet with him in my three-piece suit. And there he is, and he always made a big deal. Ah, oh, look at this kid, came from Central Casting, what a good-looking kid, la, 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 la. And after embarrassing me about six, seven times, I'm like, do you think I could, I could make some money? I can do something else? Oh, my God, yeah. So he really lined me up. You know, what do I need to do? You need a headshot. Who do I go to? Boom. Everything I needed, he had a name and a phone number for me. You know, Jim, I need an agent. Who do I call? Bang. I need to learn how to read copy. What's copy? Commercials. Who do I call? Bang. He was there for me. So here's a a dear brother of mine, a fraternal brother of mine, that we, we hit it off. We're still friends to this day, 25 plus years later. And I still, you know, reach out to him. I lean on him. Uh, with different things that come up that I'm unsure of, or I need to bounce something off someone that's genuine and leads with the heart. And that's, I'm really fortunate enough. Now, you know, Angela Montevano was one of my first teachers back in the day. uh, I consider her, I consider her a mentor also. Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. And
1: that's, you know, and the fortunate part, Jesse, I've been able to mentor different newer actors on their journey. So it's a matter of giving it back. It's a matter of paying it forward and it's a matter of giving it back. But no, Jim, we, we, we chat, we either text or chat, you know, once a week and catch up. So now, but he's uh, I love that guy. I really do. That's great. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. Jim sounds
0: pretty awesome. And he kind of took you by the hand and gave you the the information that you needed to go to move on. And it sounds like you're doing the same thing, paying it forward. I love doing that. There's always somebody yeah. out there that can that you could point in a direction and change your lives. That's what I really like to do with, with the knowledge that I have is to say, is see that somebody needs some help and just say, "Hey, this is this is a good way for you to go, or, or check this out." And it sounds like you're doing that too. Mm-hmm. So that's great. I really love that. Thank you so yeah, much. Sure, a doubt.
1: All
0: right. So here's okay. one of my here's one of my favorite questions. Now that you've had this journey up to this point, yeah. In hindsight, is yes. there a failure that you really are proud of? Something that you did that later on you decided, you know, I'm glad it happened that way. you have anything like that that comes to mind?
1: You know, the, you are the culmination of your experiences. Okay, good, bad, or indifferent. You are the culmination of your lessons that you've learned. And hopefully you've learned and you're not going to repeat, <laughs> you know, what, what you've learned. You know, the definition of... uh of uh insanity is what doing the same thing over again and expecting different results so said einstein okay yeah there there are plenty of mistakes you know i i i trusted the wrong people i befriended the wrong person i made the wrong decision plenty of stuff plenty of stuff that that makes one not as impetuous as one would be in their youth um makes make someone think twice before they do. So yeah, I mean I, I can keep you going for 24 hours with a lot of mistakes I've made. <laughs> you don't have that time, no do why. But yeah, there's there's definitely epic fails. You know, my my first feature was uh was Devil's Advocate.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: uh right after right after Lenny, I did a commercial and then I had Devil's Advocate. And I remember being picked out of a crowd and I had Mr. Pacino sitting right behind me. Keanu Reeves in front of me, Craig T. Nelson to the left of me. And the scene went on all day. And you see me, you see a lot of me. And towards the end of the scene, there's two doors coming out of a New York City courtroom. I came out the back door and I turned and I'm walking right to the camera. I am mugging the camera for a long 10 seconds. (laughs) And all I'm thinking, Jesse, is I'm going to get kicked out. I'm going to get cut. You're never going to see me. And what do you see in the big screen? you see my big head all by myself and I'm just <laughs> laughing and I'm just laughing so a decision that could have been detrimental to me my career paid off so you just never know you, you know you learn how to trust your gut and if you're pulling up to an audition and you get stomach pains all of a sudden do not go in learn read your body read your instrument and that's why you know, it's it's really part of my job to go to the gym, and to maintain my instrument physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, to be able to take certain roles, make certain decisions. You know, I do a lot of um, I do a lot of lives, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatnot, and I I always say about decisions, and I say about what I call them suddenlies. It's a God moment when something is dropped in your lap. The Super Bowl commercial, Remy Martin with Serena Williams, that was dropped in my lap. Dropped in my lap. The lead role in Gray People, that's out now, that was dropped in my lap. But think about it. My definition of luck has always been when preparedness meets opportunity. Preparedness meets opportunity. Sure, I'm lucky because I'm prepared. So when, (laughs) when, when, when the heavens open and that opportunity that suddenly falls in my lap, boom, I'm in a position where I can go. And I can say, yes, let's do it. OK, where a lot of people might might be hesitant and you have basically five nanoseconds to make a decision. If you stutter and stammer in that decision, they're moving on. So. Yeah, that's about all you got all the time you got for just about
0: anything when it comes to anything in life that comes at you like that. You have to make that decision now. And yes, that I, and I tried to instill that in my son, too, because he's kind of one of those wishy-washy kind of guys that kind of want to think about it. But not, and I keep telling him, you only have one opportunity to make this decision, don't let it pass you by you know and it's not just an acting that could be in anything that could be anything in entrepreneurship that could be anything that's you know that comes at you so you know be prepared be mentally prepared to make that decision quickly
1: it sounds like an Eminem song are we just rapping together what's that right You only get one chance or not give the chance to yeah. blow the opportunity. <laughs> we, we're just ravage we we got a you can we got another business model going on. We do we'll talk about
0: that later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that's great. Yeah, trust your gut. That's something I actually say a lot in my podcast is trusting yeah. your your feeling and your gut reaction to opportunities and things that come by cuz ultimately it's going to affect you. You need to be able to make that decision just like we yeah. just like we said. So trust your feeling, trust your gut follow it so mm-hmm. all right so what i like to know is currently what are you most proud of and your vast number of accomplishments you've had many accomplishments in your lifetime that and that you've come up to this point sir can you tell me one or two accomplishments i mean you've done some awesome stuff you've done commercials you've done television movies things like that but do you have one or two things that just kind of stand out in your mind
1: sure um yeah my son my daughter there you go. <laughs> <laughs> do tell yeah, me about them. If they're going to be that. your greatest
0: I accomplishments, I want to know about them.
1: What are they? Dennis is 23. Lauren Ashley is 17. Um, Sorry. <laughs> yeah, just my kids, my family. You know, it really, they mean the world to me. They really do you know, we, we need a reason to do what we do. We need a reason to hustle the way we hustle. And, you know, if I can leave this world better uh, than what I got it, and if I can create something for them, a legacy for them and for my, my grandkids someday, that's what it's all about as far as I'm concerned. So that's, that's, uh, by far my greatest accomplishment. Now I'm, I'm a divorced father and, uh, It's like anything else with that comes certain challenges, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, you do the best you can, but I'm so proud of those kids. Dennis being 23, he's in college right now. Lauren Ashley is going to be graduating from high school this year. And they've, they've overcome a lot. They've overcome a lot. I've had them with certain commercials, like, sorry, I don't take them to Disney unless we're working. (laughs) Right. You know, so. If there's, if there's a gig in Disney and you need kids, I'm like, Hey guys, you want to go to Disney? Yeah. And we're getting paid. <laughs> so they've been very flexible that way with me. And they're just very patient. And I really, you know, you read your mission statement, you read your goals, your affirmations. It's all about le- leaving a legacy, you know, legacy of a body of work, legacy, financial like legacy legacy of being a good example, being a good human being and affecting people's lives, hopefully affecting everybody you touch positively. And that's why I take, I take this stuff so serious because even if people go out to see my movies, what does it cost to take a family out these days? I don't know. Let's say a hundred bucks between babysitting, parking tickets. You want to have popcorn, you want to have popcorn. What's it cost? I don't know. So I take a lot of responsibility and I'm really blessed that my responsibility, my roles and everything that I'm doing is getting bigger and bigger and bigger because I take it so serious. Now, just like Tom Cruise, when Tom Cruise is on set, it's like being on vacation because he loves what he does so much. I love what I do so much. And it truly is a lifetime of work, Jesse. I mean, I, I, I listened to something recently with Brian Cranston. And this kid came up to Brian Cranston and said, hey, I'm going to go to Hollywood for a year and give it a try. He's like, kid, don't waste your time. Don't waste your money. This is a lifetime pursuit. Look at the people that just won the Oscars last week. If you like the Oscars or not, it doesn't matter. Okay. A lot of people, I got a lot of slack for asking people at the gym, did you watch the Oscars? Crazy. But think about it. Brendan Fraser, what a journey that guy's been on. If you know half that guy's story, that's amazing. Uh, Kwan Lee. I I hope I don't mess up that that guy's name. What a journey. Jamie Lee. What a journey she's been on. Right. Mm -hmm. And they they finally got the epitome of 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 their job. They got the Oscar. It's crazy. So that's it. It truly is a lifetime pursuit. It's a lifetime of love. It's a lifetime of love and hate, (laughs) you know. (laughs) And you got to balance it out. You got to keep pushing. And that's what drives me. You know, someone asked me, well, what are you going to do once you make it? I don't know. Once I'm there, I'll let you know. I'll probably take a vacation, take Leanne on a long vacation. And then when I come back, I'll probably just do the same thing, put my head down and grind. Well, some of us don't want to make it because we know that when we finally get there, it's over and
0: we don't want it to be over, you know, and that, and that's kind of the way I think about it. I, I gotta tell you, I could tell obviously, obviously your kids mean a lot to you. And I appreciate it as a, as a father myself, I have a son that's 30 and a dollar or that's 28. Both nice. of them, both of them have very, are very, very gifted in arts and crafts and things like that. Beautiful. My my son's learning to be a blacksmith and my daughter is making uh custom dolls nice yeah and it's it's been amazing to watch them grow from from that and i have a granddaughter now too so that's pretty neat nice very nice and and she's smart she's so smart and then i have a 16 year old son who he is actually he's studying physics right now yeah so (laughs) at 16 so i'm still trying to figure (laughs) that one out so my, my kids mean a lot to me. Like my, you could see my logo back here. My daughter yeah, yeah. designed my logo. She does all my art and uh, my graphics and things like that to help. That's awesome. Know. That's cute. So they all have, they all have their thing that they do and they mean a lot to me too. So I really appreciate that. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Love, love what you do. That's really Thank super you important. You. As a matter of fact, that's one of the things that you need to look into when you're looking for your zone of genius. You got to make sure that whatever you do, you love what you're doing because It's going to be something you're going to be doing for most of your life. Yep. If you don't love what you're doing for most of your life, you're really going to fall into a deep, dark place where you don't want to be. So, I mean, it's really, really important to be able to love what you do and when you're doing it. If it's something that you even can do for free that you don't mind doing so much because you love it so much, you know, that's when you know you're in the right place
1: of what you're doing. You know, and how many people, you you drive by a cemetery, Jesse? How much music is left in those people? You know, how many people are already dead? We just haven't buried them yet. It's a sad state of affairs. I mean, my Dennis senior, love my father, adore my father. My father had the same job for 45 years. Was he happy with the job? He always said when he's no longer happy, he'll quit. He's such an articulate, creative guy that he could have done anything, you know, and I remember he got me to the utility company when I was younger. I did everything I could to get fired. They couldn't, they wouldn't fire me, union. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't, I couldn't see myself because I'd be there about 30 years now at this age. I'd be top union step making six figures, pushing papers back and forth. I, I would be brain dead. Mm-hmm. And I, I say that with, with all due respect because the people at my age now, uh that were there at that time they had no respect nobody respected them management didn't like them because they were making too much money there's nothing they can do for them there's nothing they can do with them and and they you know how much music is left inside of them you know now i take nothing away from anybody that has a job you know you do what you got to do and i've had i've had jobs as i've been building this career You know, I would never tell anybody just, hey, look, you got to quit your job. Okay. Don't worry about the electric. Don't worry about the mortgage. Quit your job and go act. No, I'd be stupid to recommend that. Mm -hmm. Okay. But if you have a goal, if you have a dream, damn it, pursue it. Pursue it. Be disciplined enough. There's 24 hours in a day, three eight-hour periods, right? One for work, one for rest, one for play. Figure it out. Like we said earlier, between YouTube and the internet, there's plenty of ways of doing businesses or figuring it out or getting an education. Elon Musk is the biggest advocate against colleges, okay, because there's stuff on YouTube you can learn. Now, you know, I'm not going to sit here and argue about the merits of college. It is what it is. You know, I learned a lot. I learned how to drink alcohol. I learned how to meet women. Uh, both of which I'll still straight C's, but you know, I mean, that's, it is what it is, you know, it's for some people, it's not for others. Right. You just got to find, find where you're at. Exactly.
0: All right. So this is, this is, uh, going to be my last question with you, but I really like this one because this gives, gives a nice word out to everybody that's listening. So. What advice would you actually give to somebody who's looking to make the jump into entrepreneurship if they're just getting started? Because a lot of my listeners are just getting started in their entrepreneur adventure. So what kind of words can we give them that you would like
1: to give them, Dennis? Sure. First off, make sure you have enough money in the bank, okay? You got to have at least a year, two years of salary because now it's all on you. Do not forego a job for a business because that business owner, if it's an HVAC business, a plumber, a baker, an actor, you now own it. You're responsible for the insurances. You're responsible 28-7. Whereas an employee mentality, you punch out at five o'clock on a Friday, you go home, you play golf on Saturday, life is grand. Okay. Secondly, you need to have a system put in place I'm trying to mentor these young guys over here in Florida where I am. They have a very successful key and lock business. Very successful. They have so much business coming in. They can't handle it. But unfortunately, they also can't find enough talent, okay, to help help grow the business. And every time, every time I see them at the gym, I'm like, they're like, oh, man, I'm so busy. I can't get here anymore. So they have a 28-7 job,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: okay? They're not business owners. Let's look at business systems. McDonald's, best business format system in the world. What business is McDonald's in? Not the hamburgers and fries business. They're in the real estate business, okay? Now, regardless of what happened with Ray Kroc, the ethical aspect of it, watch the movie The Founder, Michael, Michael Keaton, great movie. Regardless, there's a system put in place. Okay, the entrepreneurs that own a McDonald's franchise go to Hamburger University and they need to learn the system. If you're a baker and and you're sick for a day or you want to go on vacation, is the business going to continue without you? You've got to keep that in mind. These lock and key guys, which I respect dearly, I think they're not even 30. Every time I see them, I'm like, dude, you need to franchise. You need to franchise. But first off, you need to put a system in place, which is very important, because think about it. If you walk away today or you want to take, you're making seven figures. Are you able to enjoy the seven figures? Are you able to take a vacation? Are you able to hit the gym? If the answers are no, that you're now a slave to your business, you need to systematize it. Okay. And you need need to really understand and get a good CPA. Okay. So you need to have savings because it's going to be tough starting. Okay. So you got to take that pressure off. You need to systematize your business, which I can help. I'm sure you can help with that. Okay. And you need to know the rules of the game because the tax laws were written for who? The entrepreneur. Not, not the nine to five W-2 wage earner. They're written for the entrepreneur. And, and that's, that's the three major things I always look at. And even when I consult with, uh, with new actors, I'm like, do you have your LLC put together? Why? Why do I need that? Well, you're a business, the gas, the mileage. If I showed you how many miles I expense every year, oh my, three thousand miles. He goes, where do you go? I go from where I am to Miami, to Tampa, to Orlando, to New York, to Michigan, Chicago, and he's like, dude, oh my gosh! I go, yeah, I need a helicopter. That's coming, but that's really the three keys, in my opinion. Michael Gerber, I don't know if you know that author. He wrote the book The E Myth, and basically stating what I just said. I went to a um, I went to a seminar, and Michael Gerber was one of the keynote speakers. He's a, a New Yorker, and he dropped a bunch of f bombs, which, as in New York, I was like, yeah, you know, go, you go. But he really basically stated the same thing. You need to systematize your business and find good mentors. Uh, Ed Milet is a a mentor of mine. I I've met him personally a dozen, dozen or so times I have his routine that I I follow religiously Um, and you you need to be disciplined because here's the thing, Jesse, you're not going to achieve your goals by watching the, the Yankees game tonight. Okay. Entrepreneurs are working when everybody else is sleeping. And if you're not willing to do that discipline, okay, and change and, and exchange time for money, because soon you'll be able to exchange money for time, mm-hmm. okay, then this, it's not for you. And entrepreneurship isn't for everyone, but that's okay. You can do something part-time, do something on the web. There's plenty of little businesses to do exactly exactly hey
0: and a lot of what you actually said believe it or not i just finished reading rich dad poor dad beautiful and that's beautiful. a lot of a lot of that uh, that you just discussed as far as like the whole mcdonald's story uh, that's in there so <laughs> <laughs> there <you laughs> that's go. exactly that's exactly right though you really need yep. to systematize uh ebeth the e-myth is definitely good my next book um
1: but yeah have you read yeah. "Think thinking grow rich uh twice Good. Uh, yes. Good man. Good <laughs> man. That should be the granddaddy of all, you know, self development books, entrepreneurial books. Once you read that, that's the foundation. I quick little story, little caveat. Last week I'm in the gym and there's this young guy, 18, 20 years old, and uh, a bunch of us old guys are standing around and we're working out, whatever. And he goes he goes to me, he goes, Can I ask you a question? I'm like, sure. I'm thinking an autograph. I'm like, yeah, here we go. <laughs> right. Ego. And and he goes, you know, how many years have you been working out? I go, pretty much my entire life. He goes, well, what kind of habits and disciplines have you developed? And I'm like, funny, you should ask. Mm-hmm. And then I just kind of went into my, this is what I did. I retired at this age. I did this. I did that. And it's all because my habits and my disciplines, my habits and my routines. And I said, you need to go read Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill. Oh, well, how about this? How about that? That's a great book. But read this one first.
0: <laughs> right. if anybody wants a copy of that book, they can go onto my website and the resources and buy themselves a copy of think and grow rich and, and rich dad, poor dad. And I think I have the emeth in there too. So if anybody little so shameless self plug there, sorry, but nice. you know what?
1: It's important information to have. I have an autographed copy of the email somewhere. I'm looking at what my autographed book collection. <laughs> I, I don't, it's, it's in here somewhere, but that's one of my most revered books really is. Nice. Mine's actually, uh, uh, a book by a
0: gentleman named Pat Flynn called uh, Superfans. Oh,
1: okay.
0: And uh it, I would look into that one too. That one's actually a really good book about uh building a following and that kind of. You're probably way past that, but <laughs> hey, still learn, still get a nugget, you There, know? there you go. That's no right. Bro. All right, well, Dennis, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. What I'd like you to do now is kind of give us a little idea how to get a hold of you if we have any questions for you or if we sure. want to learn about anything else about Dennis. Let's let's hear it. Ready, Said go.
1: Well, I'm all over social media. I'm on Facebook. I've got a personal page. I've got a fan page. I'm on Instagram. I, I TikTok. I'm on Twitter. I'm, I'm all over. If I can ever help anybody with anything, Jesse, please reach out. Please reach out. I'm not a bank. So, and, and banks are having it tough these days, but that's but outside of that, if I can help anybody with anything, please reach out. I'd be more than happy to. You know, um, again, all over social media, uh, my email, I've got my own domain d e n n i s m a l l e n dot n.com. Check out my website. All my links are up there. And I, I, I really appreciate you and your time. It really it means a lot to me being being able to share my story with you, with your listeners, your followers and whatnot. And even from a podcast perspective, if I can help anybody with being a guest, I'd be more than happy to. And, you know, if you can network me, I really would appreciate it. It means a lot.
0: Yeah, I actually have a pretty wide uh, network of podcasters on Twitter that I follow. I'm definitely going to... Well, you met... Uh, 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 today we laughed and learned is where I learned. From oh my Japan. gosh. So yes, yeah, so that's how I reached out to you. So yeah, Chris and Deborah amazing.
1: Those ladies were amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, the, those, those ladies were amazing. They, they, they hit me up once a week and they're like, we, we've got more questions. I'm like, let's do it.
0: <laughs> you know, that's great. So, so the final question i like asking all my guests is six month goals. So every guest that I have, I follow up with them in six months to see if they've reached the goals that we talked oh. about. So what I'd like to do, Dennis, is if you have a goal or two for yourself that you would like to take advantage of over the next six months.
1: I do. And that would be? Something I'm not going to share. Oh, something you don't want to share <laughs> or you can't share. So so here, here's what I've learned. And I'll, you, you will take it offline if you like there are only certain things I put out there into the Malinverse. verse I've got my goals I my my year starts in December because the way I write my goals my affirmations and so on uh, so for my for my first quarter I'm crushing my goals I've got goals with producing with doing voiceovers with doing national commercials of which I did two today uh, so I'm I'm ahead of my goals I'm about a hundred. At last calculation, I'm about 165% of my yearly goals. Being on your podcast, it's hitting, it's going towards my goals. So yes, I have a lot of numbers. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> All right.
0: Well, I'm glad to be a part of your goals. Does, then, does that yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: glad I can help with that. Yeah. yeah. I really, I, 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 I love to work Jesse. And like I said, I'm looking at my board. There, there's a lot of jobs that I'm booked uh, for the future, uh, but unless I'm on set, like I just, I, just got, I just booked a feature film just the other day, and you know, my, my fiance and Leanne says, "Well, are you excited?" I get excited when I'm on set, and the director says, "Action." Between now and then, the tree can fall on, on the director. I mean, there's, <laughs> there's so lightning can strike. There's so many things that can happen. So, And it's not its not that I'm cynical. I'm more realistic, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Like I, I, a friend of mine put on Facebook, a friend of mine put on Facebook, whenever I said I, I booked a job, people are hitting me up. And they go, look, there are certain things I keep close to the vest. Once I've accomplished the job, once I'm on set, I'll post, I'm on set doing X, Y, and Z. But prior to that, there's a lot of mileage between here and there. And I'd rather talk about it once I'm there. There you go. Does that go? I do it.
0: That's a good way to
1: do it. That's my Italian nature. There you go. You know, I'm (laughs) Irish. (laughs) Italian Brazilian. It's my Italian nature, if you would. So that's awesome,
0: Dennis. Thank you for taking some time to to talk to the Scoop believers out here. I I really enjoy your wisdom and your knowledge, and thank you for sharing with us. All right, Scoop believers, thank you for joining us today, and make sure you stay tuned for the follow up. Okay. Thank you, everybody. Have a good evening. Bye bye. Thanks, (laughs) you. Bye-bye.